RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Cathay Pacific enters a budget travel market with a deal to buy low-cost carrier Hong Kong Express. There's more fallout over a commission of inquiries findings that Hong Kong station is safe despite construction flaws. The government's planned extradition law draws fire from an executive councillor and US Democratic Senator Nancy Pelosi. And the health secretary rules out a territory-wide measles vaccination campaign for now. Cathay Pacific has confirmed its entry into the budget travel market with a deal to buy low-cost carrier Hong Kong Express for $4.93 billion. Here's Samantha Butler. Cathay says the deal is expected to generate synergies because the two airlines' businesses are largely complementary. It intends to keep operating Hong Kong Express as a standalone carrier using the low-cost carrier business model. If the deal goes through, it would leave Cathay in control of three of Hong Kong's four passenger airlines. The transaction comes as Cathay has just returned to profit after a three-year restructuring aimed at increasing its ability to compete with mainland and budget carriers. Hong Kong Express was incorporated in 2004 and was originally owned by Macau casino magnate Stanley Ho. It services 28 destinations in Asia with a fleet of Airbus A320 aircraft. Civic Party lawmaker Jeremy Tam expressed concern about the impact on Hong Kong Express staff. What is important is after the acquisition, the, the, the staff, uh, including the salary and benefit, are they going to maintain the same? Is there going to be any uh, restrictions? Uh, of Hong Kong Express in the future. Uh, that is something uh, I think Cathay Pacific should come out and uh, give some assurance uh, of the acquisition if it's go ahead. Engineer Albert Lai from the think tank The Professional Commons says he's disappointed with the conclusions of a commission of inquiry which yesterday declared the extension of Hong Hom Station to be safe. An interim report castigated the MTR Corporation and the government for lax oversight but said substandard cutting of steel bars were isolated incidents. Mr Lai says the saga isn't over. The investigation should definitely continue, including the site inspection. Well, Kim, I understand the criminal investigation has been ongoing by the police, and that has to continue. And it is really a problematic issue now in terms of governance, because the commission now issues only this interim report. It's supposed to issue a final report later. Now, whether the commission will be willing to reopen its hearing when more evidence and more investigative results emerge, that is a big question. The whistleblower behind the Hong Hom station construction scandal says he'll consider filing a judicial review unless the interim report is withdrawn. The report said the platform at Hong Hom was structurally sound. But China Technology Managing Director Jason Poon says this contradicts a structural analysis submitted to the Commission just days after the interim report was handed to government. The analysis was requested by Commission Chairman Justice Michael Hartman. Mr Poon says he hasn't decided who the judicial review will target. First of all, the Commission Inquiry Judgment is come from the Commission of, of Inquiry Ordinance. Therefore, there is certain wounds to be revealed, so to be judicial reviewed. And there is a decision made by the government, made by the Chief Executive, complete with the Executive Council, to promulgate these reports. Therefore, there is certain decision made by the CE, by the Chief Executive, and by the Executive Council, which is also a want to be considered. There is certain area to be revealed. 
MTR Corporation CEO designate Jacob Cam has defended the structural integrity of the Shah Tender Central Link. Speaking on an RTHK radio program, he said no abnormalities or cracks have been seen since platforms were completed on the new rail link more than two years ago and after several months of test runs. Commenting on whether strengthening work was needed at Hongham Station, Mr Cam says a decision will be made after an assessment of the rail link is complete. He added that they can't rule out opening the Shah Tender Central Rail Link in phases. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says it's disappointing the government caved into pressure from the commercial sector to exempt nine economic crimes from its planned legislation to allow one-off extradition arrangements. Mr Tong said he understood the government was eager to get the support of business leaders, but in excluding commercial crimes may make Hong Kong a haven for white-collar criminals. I'm concerned that, uh, you know, being a financial centre, uh, we may be encouraging white-collar criminals to come to Hong Kong as a port shelter. If you look at the accepted crimes here, uh, you're talking about uh, listing crimes and security crimes, which could involve fraud and deception, and it could uh, amount to hundreds of millions of dollars. The exemption of import duty is also a, a concern in the long run uh, is not going to be in the interest of Hong Kong as a commercial and financial center. The Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, has reportedly expressed concern about the SAR's plan to amend extradition laws, saying it could threaten the safety of Americans and the interests of U.S. businesses. As Priscilla Ng reports, her comment came during a meeting in Washington with Hong Kong's pro-democracy members. A press release by civic parties said former Chief Secretary Anson Chan, along with pro-democracy lawmakers Dennis Kwok and Charles Mock, rounded off the last day of their visit to Washington with a meeting with Nancy Pelosi, as well as officials from the office of the U.S. Secretary of State. It said Mrs. Pelosi was deeply concerned by the human rights situation in Hong Kong, adding that she and numerous U.S. politicians agreed that the one country, two systems principle is under tremendous pressure due to increasing intervention by Beijing. Mrs. Pelosi was also quoted as saying she was concerned by the SAR government's plan to amend laws to allow one-off extraditions to places like the mainland, saying it would pose inevitable detriments to the personal safety of Americans and the interest of U.S. enterprises. The mainland tabloid, the Global Times, meanwhile, described the opposition camp's visit to Washington and an earlier meeting with U.S. Vice President Mike Pence as despicable. Health Minister Sophia Chan has ruled out a territory-wide measles vaccination campaign for those who haven't yet received a jab for now, saying priority should be given to airport, hospital workers and children. Since the start of the month, 25 people have come down with the disease and many worked at the airport. Professor Chan told lawmakers in an urgent question and answer session at LegCo that the Department of Health has contacted drug companies to get more vaccines and some 30,000 jabs will arrive in Hong Kong next month, another 10,000 in June. She spoke through an interpreter. We have not underestimated the situation. Those have to travel outside Hong Kong and foreign domestic helpers and those who may be in contact with these countries. That is why in the last week we understand from the pharmaceutical companies that they have actually supplied to private doctors and private clinics a total of 31,000 vaccines. And going forward, they will be distributed and other, distributing another 10,000. So this will go on. 
Meanwhile, a county in one of New York's suburbs is declaring a state of emergency in response to a severe outbreak of measles. For the next 30 days, anyone under 18 who's unvaccinated will be barred from public spaces in Rockland County. The BBC's Nada Torfik reports from New York. This is the most aggressive step yet by officials who are desperately trying to end the measles outbreak, which has entered its 26th week. Rockland County has had 153 confirmed cases since October. The county has already banned unvaccinated children from schools and administered free MMR vaccines. But a significant portion of residents are still not vaccinated, according to officials. County Executive Ed Day said law enforcement wouldn't be asking for health records, but anyone who ignores the new rules could face up to six months in jail and a $500 fine. WWF Hong Kong says it's found there's broad public support for regulating single-use plastic tableware in the SAR. It surveyed more than 3,000 people with nearly 80% of respondents saying they supported regulation and just under three-fifths supporting a total ban. WWF is calling on the government to come up with a timetable to phase out the use of disposable tableware in the food industry after 2021 when a consultancy study is due to be completed. Suzanne Chung, the group's head of conservation policy, says while legislation may take a few years, the government can start addressing any concerns restaurants may have right now. It doesn't stop the government for doing non-regulatory measures. Government shouldn't wait. There are ways to reduce the problem we have on hand via non-regulatory industry-initiated cooperation. The U.S. government is speeding up efforts to put American astronauts back on the moon and will attempt a manned lunar landing within five years. President Trump had previously set a target date of 2028. Vice President Mike Pence stressed the significance of the mission. What we need now is urgency. Now make no mistake about it, we're in a space race today, just as we were in the 1960s, and the stakes are even higher. Last December, China became the first nation to land on the far side of the moon and revealed their ambition to seize the lunar strategic high ground and become the world's preeminent spacefaring nation. Mike Pence also hinted that the next American on the moon would be a woman. The administrator of the American space agency, NASA, Jim Bredenstein, later tweeted, challenge accepted. The European Commission has given member states three months to assess the security risks of their new 5G communication networks amid concerns about Chinese involvement. Here's the BBC's Mike Sanders. The Commission could hardly be clearer about the importance of 5G networks. It calls them the future backbone of our societies and economies, connecting billions of objects and systems in critical sectors like energy, transport, banking and health, not to mention elections. Vulnerability in one state would affect all, it warns. There can be no legal or technical back doors. The elephant in the room is Huawei the Chinese 5G trailblazer so mistrusted by Washington. Huawei said it understood the e-regulator's technical concerns. Finance now and currencies. The US dollar is trading at 110.55 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 12 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 34 cents. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,727, up 160 points on the previous close. Market turnover was $49.4 billion. And now with sports, here's Adam Chung. Let's start with tennis. Novak Djokovic has suffered a surprise defeat for the second consecutive tournament. 
After a disappointing third-round exit at Indian Wells last week, the world number one was beaten in the last 16 of the Miami Open by Spain's Roberto Bautista Agut. Djokovic had control after taking the first set 6-1, but the Spaniard fought back after rain stopped play during the second set. The remaining sets finished 7-5, 6-3 in favor of Bautista Agut. Well, today uh, I started the match uh, with one racket uh, as I played this tournament and today it was hotter and uh, it took me a while to get used to the center court also and uh, of course Novak is an unbelievable player and he, when he gets the advantage in the score he, he, he plays really aggressive. The last 16 contest between Roger Federer and Daniel Medvedev was postponed due to weather. In the women's draw, Taiwan's Sesu Wei was stopped in the quarterfinals by Annette Kontovit. The Estonian fought back from a set down to win a third set tiebreak. Next to football, the Republic of Ireland have taken a huge step towards qualifying for Euro 2020. The BBC's James Gregg rounds up the action. The big winners from tonight's qualifiers are undoubtedly the Republic of Ireland. 1-0 they beat Georgia, courtesy of a Conor Horihan first international goal. It was a stunning free kick in the first half and it was enough to make it two from two from their opening two matches in qualifying Group D. And courtesy of a late, late Henrik Dalsgaard equalising goal for Denmark against Switzerland, Mick McCarthy's team go top of their group with that result. Well, Denmark's turnaround was impressive as with just six minutes of play left, they trail 3-0, eventually drawing. Italy had five different goal scorers as they breezed past Liechtenstein 6-0. They sit top of Group J. That was after Greece and Bosnia drew 2-all. And in Group F, Spain limped past Malta 2-0 away from home. It was Alvaro Morata who scored both the goals in that one, whilst Norway and Sweden played out a 3-all thriller in Oslo. The Los Angeles Clippers are the latest team to clinch a place in the NBA playoffs that after a 122-111 victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Danilo Gallinari led all scorers with 25 points to help his team return to the postseason after missing out last year. The Clippers have won six in a row, 10 of their last 11. League leaders Milwaukee defeated Houston 108-94. Toronto kept up the chase by beating Chicago 112 to 103 and Charlotte recorded their second consecutive overtime win. They beat San Antonio 125 to 116. Kemba Walker led Charlotte by scoring 11 points in the extra frame. And that's your look at sports. And when the news, the top stories once again. Cathay Pacific enters the budget travel market with a deal to buy low-cost carrier Hong Kong Express for almost $5 billion. There's more fallout over a commission of inquiries finding that Hong Kong Station is safe despite construction flaws. The government's planned extradition law draws fire from an executive councillor and the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. And the Health Secretary rules out a territory-wide measles vaccination campaign for now. The news from RTHK. Burning low, only miss the sun when it starts to snow. 
Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go And you let her go Staring at the bottom of your glass Hoping one day you'll make a dream last But dreams come slow and they go so fast You see it when you close your eyes Maybe one day you'll understand why Everything you touch surely dies But you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go Staring at the ceiling in the dark 